Awkward silence. We're waiting you're, on you. Yeah, you're the host. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who's supposed to do the two count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is how the campaign's going to go. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Langer, everybody. I'm your host, Anvil, the all-consuming flame of gluttony. Otherwise, and today I am joined by Perun. Ferran. Uh, 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 <laughs> Ferran, sorry. Yep, it's, it's Chronicles all over again. Still can't pronounce the name. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I don't know the rest of the characters' names yet. <laughs> How about you just say our real names and then we introduce our characters? That Fair would enough. Be, that would be smart. All right, hey, back from back from the first season of Chronicles of the Lost Realm, it's Zeph again. However, this time I will not be gracing your phones or headphones or however you listen to the Chronicles of the Lost Realm with Billy Noel because sadly, at the end of last season, Billy Noel is dead, is no more. And there was much rejoicing. He's actually. I was kind of growing tired of the character, so I was actually a little happy when he bit it. Uh, Oh, he was getting tired uh, of the character. (laughs) (laughs) I really was. Like Billy was so low effort. Like I didn't even try when I made him. Which brings us to the character I'm going to be playing for this next season. Is we're going to be seeing the introduction of my character Akla Temrek. And what is Akla? Is Akla is a wizard with a uh, particular penchant for causing problems. Um, he was expelled from the Mage's College after one too many incidents of accidentally blowing up the headmaster's office, and uh, he. He's not a bad dude. He really tries. He really tries hard to be good and and just wants to practice magic and do it right. It's just for whatever reason, some reason he's never been able to figure out and none of the other mages at the college could ever figure out. Every single spell he casts has some sort of chaotic effect attached to it. Every single one. Why am I envisioning Seamus from Harry Potter? It's that maybe because that's exactly who you're envisioning, <laughs> and, and that's the D and D version of his character, and we are all fucked. Uh, if, 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 if anyone, if anyone has, if anyone has watched the anime Konos Tuba, it's actually the character is kind of a blend between uh, Seamus from Harry Potter and Megumin from Konosuba. <laughs> this will be fun. All right, so that's Keith. Next. All right, Josh. Hey, everyone. My name's Josh Wilson. You also know me as UA Black Wings on Press A Gaming and on Journey to the East. This is my first time joining our campaign here, and I will be playing a half-elf sorcerer named Awen. Not much is known about our guy yet because, well, I'm still making him as we go along. But I can tell you that chances are, if you need him, he can be found in the local tavern, either with a drink in his hand or a lady on his head. What uh, what kind of bloodline is your sorcerer, or is that spoilery? 
Uh, we're gonna say spoiler spoilery because I don't know yet. Oh. He hasn't really written the backstory yet. <laughs> for, for, for the record, I'm, I'm going to give everyone complete disclosure. I have only done one campaign before this, and it lasted for three weeks. You, you had you had to pick a you had to pick a bloodline for character creation. So you did pick a bloodline, yeah? I don't know because that's where you get all your class features from. Are you are you basically meaning I, like he, since he's a half elf is like half what type of elf and half and what's the other half? Is that what you mean, by bloodline? Well, well, no. That the the way the sorcerer class works is you have a bloodline, and uh, that that specifies what kind of magic you you get, what kind of feats you get. Because like they have the draconic bloodline, they have uh, I believe the uh, abyssal bloodline and then um there's actually one for uh that's a homebrew version kind of close to what i've got which is a chaos magic bloodline she used an auto builder yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if he missed the bloodline but not like he didn't get it but like he didn't realize oh wait no wait 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 wait, wait. draconic bloodline okay cool that's gonna be fun well, there you go. Now we know. And guess what? That's the first time I ever heard any of it because oh, we have another. I... Go ahead. Apparently I can speak Draconic. Cool. I'm going to add that to my thing. <laughs> because we also have another returning character from the uh, original incarnation of the Stumble Crew. Joe. No. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Cahill. I will be replaying Melwood Appabellifenor Fiana, a human wizard, uh, backgrounding as a sage. He is a member of the Wizards of Varesh and um, is looking forward to his nickname of Artillery. (laughs) (laughs) And what is your bloodline? Something we never knew before. (laughs) I will have to go and create, figure that out, won't I? (laughs) Because I've never heard of it before either. (laughs) Melwood, Melwood, you're a wizard. You don't have a bloodline. That's a sorcerer thing. Ah, Well, there we go. Wiz- uh, wizards are wizards get their magic com- from study. Stop confusing the issue, Chris. <laughs> what the fuck do I know? I'm, I swing swords. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you swing both ways, and you know it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. I am I am ambidextrous, and I am an elf. So I mean, what can I say? Um, I, I actually I actually did play a campaign once where I played a fighter that part of his uh, overarching goals for the campaign was to get a hold of a spell book of, ma- of Magic Missile so he could learn that specific spell. <laughs> Which is rudimentary. All, all, all Magic users they only need to know three spells. Big B's Crushing Hand, Magic Missile, and Fireball. Anything else is just rudimentary. <laughs> just Fireball. Only Fireball. Nothing but Fireball. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that other one that you said? You said Fireball, you said Magic Missile. Big Beast Crushing Hand. I'm going to have to look through my spells and see if I can't find that, because I don't have that. That's assuming the Big Beast list is still available in 5e. I'm talking 2nd edition. 
Uh, <laughs> big, big floating I, hand that can grab stuff and crush it. I was gonna say I, I, I've got two of those three. I don't have all it's, of them though. It's like Mage Man on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course, real quick, I'll go ahead and throw mine in. Uh, I'm Chris, and I play uh, Ferran from the first season, the half Drow, half half Moon Elf, son of Nimtake Donalus, Ranger. Oh ambidextrous using two short swords and a severe substance abuse problem. Bi bisexual, he dual wields bisexual icon. He really does swing both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and as of as of time, uh, we uh, obviously we're going to kind of put her on the spot a little bit here, but we have a new character that, like, as of ten minutes ago, has agreed to be part of it. Would she like to come on and maybe maybe she can't give a name or anything yet, but but she has in mind for her contribution to the double crew. It's the ministry. <laughs> I got I got nothing, so you have to let me figure this out. Right, everybody, including myself. There it's you okay. Go. We'll crack open the player's handbook later, and we'll get her sorted. Right on. <laughs> well, still we have another one, and. And then, of course, uh, we got we got to give credit uh, to our host and let him explain a little bit about himself and his style. Our new DM, Mister Anvil, the all-consuming flame of gluttony. Yes, so I've played a decent amount of D of D and D throughout high school and college, but I have been out of it for quite some time. The majority of my experience was in 3.0, and I've really never. DM's an entire campaign ever. I've DM'd like one or two nights total. <laughs> so, we'll see how that goes. Lots and lots of one shots. I did play a lot of uh, uh, all, all Flesh Must Be Eaten. So, uh, it's which is sort of D&D, &D, but shorter campaigns. So, we'll see how this goes. I'm hoping you guys will... Uh, work with me and I feel like there's going to be a bunch of mulligans. <laughs> nah, rule of cool rules all in this in Chronicles of the Lost Realm. And, and to be fair because we, we will be streaming this for our fans and everything. Uh, kind of, We got to kind of treat the, uh, the, the story arc as like golf. You play the ball right. where it lies. Right. Yeah. So, to our listeners, so, if there's a flub, a mistake, or a wrong, it's now canon. We have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, everybody died. That was my bad, guys. I thought you could handle that. that I was actually that wrong. I don't happen to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy. Billy was. Billy was planned. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I knew the last DM wanted the cliffhanger. Uh, cliff cliffhanger episode to have somebody die. I don't know if it was originally supposed to be Billy or not. In fact, yes. In fact, I, I do know. I do know that he was planning on one of us biting the bullet. And quite honestly, part of the reason I played for on the way I did that last episode is I was kind of expecting it to be him. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that. Uh... I don't think that the our old DM intended for Billy to be the one to bite the bullet. I know he intended for one of us to bite the bullet, 
But when the dragon attacked and did twice Billy's total hit points, we just knew it was over. <laughs> it was it was destiny. <laughs> well, if it if it does make you feel any better, uh, obviously with the new DM, we're going to be moving the storyline uh, further into the future. And if it makes you feel any better about Billy Knowles, Ferran feels terrible about his death. He actually kept the broken pieces of the hurdy-gurdy that he has on a mantelpiece as a reminder of his friend. So he actually did care about uh, Billy. And they still use what's left of your body to cool the drinks at the bar. <laughs> oh, that place is totally getting haunted. Wow. <laughs> Nick Nick's opens up the ice chest. There's just a half decomposing Billy in there. <laughs> yeah, but you got blasted. Yeah, but you got blasted so hard by that frost giant. Fucking years later, you're still giving off cold radiation. <laughs> <laughs> He's permafrost. <laughs> like the permafrost, but <laughs> Hey look, it's medieval times. Ice is hard to come by. <laughs> no, man, at that point I can't blame you. They're like whiskey stones. They stay cold man, forever. <laughs> man, you are luck man, you are lucky Billy can't haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> he says he can't. Uh, it, the, the way he's designed, I will talk to you about that later. Like th this is this is already canon, Anvil, which goes which goes into the thing of like all canon moving forward for season two. Even though we have a new DM, anything that's already canon is staying canon. Right. Yeah, so, he's, he's, he's so got to describe to that later. But he he's got to describe. There, there go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There are parts of Billy that are already canon, which which dictate what you can do with the character. Right. So. All right. So essentially where we left off, I'll, I'll take over from here. Uh, Storyline wise, uh, where we left off with Chronicles of the Lost Realm was uh, obviously we were the stumble crew consisted of myself. Melwood, uh, Valhana, who was a uh, an elf assassin for the uh, Raven Queen, uh, the Blighted Crow, who was a plague doctor, Billy Knowles, who is now my ice chest, and, <laughs> and uh, we were we were trying to confront what we thought was the evil queen of Varesh who was in at the t opportunity time trying to capture the dancing hut of Baba Yaga, who we, Billy Hillman and, and Ferran were originally commissioned by Baba Yaga to defeat the evil queen. We were led to believe an evil queen, uh, defeat her and her evil hand to free the world because she was trying to use these mystical runic stones to resurrect the demon world, open a portal to the demon realm, and have demons overtake the land again. Unbeknownst to us, we were played the whole fucking time. And during that skirmish and battlement, trying to get to the uh, the Queen of Varesh, uh, and when they captured Baba Yaga, they... Uh, we tried to get involved. We tried to get answers when we discovered that, wait a minute, we're the bad guys. Um, yeah. And shit just went to yes, hell. Yes, you were. And shit just went to hell. 
Now, playing off of that, just to catch everybody up, obviously the episode, the last episode ended on a cliffhanger. It was intended that season two would pick up where that left off originally. However, we no longer have that DM. And in fairness to that DM and the way he wanted to go, when Anvil opted to go ahead and take over control of uh, Chronicles of the Lost Realm as a DM, we had opted to decide that this skirmish that had cost Billy his life, although still canon, would be fast-forwarded in time to a couple months afterwards. So uh, you guys may have seen a uh, prelude to season two that we released talking about where uh, time had, you know, at that battle skirmish, while the Frost Dragon was dealing with the Stumble Crew and the, uh, the, the Queen's Hand army was trying to get the rest of the members and chaotic chaos ensued in the, uh, in the town square, Bobby Yaga was actually able to escape with the Dancing Hut. And because of which, the queen called off her forces and the dragon, saying that I'll deal with this at another time, and took off. As that happened, obviously the the remaining members of the Stumble Crew uh, decided to disband their fellowship and moved on to other things. Melwood and Valhanna returned to the Raven Queen. Uh, the Blighted Crow continued his research on the plague. Uh, so on and so forth. Ferran stayed in Varesh to help try to repair the damage and try to atone for the wrongs that has been visited upon these people from our actions. And that is where our DM is picking up from. So just to catch you guys up to speed, and the reason I gave you that up to speed is so that way our DM can now tell us some of the things that he may have ideas of or plans for moving forward. Yes. So, uh, you can definitely expect to see the queen again. That's sort of uh, come to the conclusion that I'm definitely going to be bringing that back. I figured it would be wrong to just sort of take this world that the previous DM created and just be like, well, we're going to ignore everything that was done before. So, uh, you can expect the queen to be back. Um, Baba Yaga as well. I haven't decided how I'm going to play that in yet, but I've decided it's going to happen. Um, But the biggest thing that is going to happen is you guys are going to be introduced to a new major player in the grand scheme of things who is a uh, half-dwarf, half-dwarf giant. So go ahead and... uh, let me paint a mental picture for you. Imagine a uh, four-foot male mating with a 26-foot female. <laughs> As I said, he she didn't hey. even notice. <laughs> hey, hey, it takes the idea of BBW to a brand new aspect. <laughs> no, it brings, it brings saying. Death by Snoo Snoo to a whole new level. <laughs> Oh, dear God, please tell me she wasn't on top. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a particularly well-endowed door. Yeah, but, but I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just envisioning a dwarf needing a 20-foot ladder just to have doggy style. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> 
If it's so wrong, why does it feel so right? <laughs> she looks back and says, feel what? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nine months later, she's like, wait, I'm pregnant? <laughs> at, least, at least he'll never have the problem of going in the wrong hole. <laughs> Unless he slips and falls in. Yeah. <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> I don't know if you know what a Mexican shower is, but like, imagine that. <laughs> All right, I'll play. So, What's a Mexican shower? <laughs> no. Head in. Not, and not the lower head, the upper head. <laughs> Oof. That, that gives whole new meaning to refried fried beans. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I'm sober. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a character that's going to be a major player in this season. His name is going to be Perun, and if you're not familiar with Slavic uh, mythology, I would definitely suggest doing a little research into it. Um, he's loosely based on, you know, the Slavic god Perun, but he is very much a product of the two races that he was made of, meaning that he is super prejudiced against dragons. One, because he's half dwarf, and the dwarves are historically against dragons. They tend to eat them. The dragons eat the dwarves, not the other way around. I would imagine. Um, I would imagine for fall- Lord of the fan, uh, Lord of the Rings fans, uh, dwarves have problems with dragons too because they like to hoard riches, and dwarves mine it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, then, as a storm dragon, or as as a storm giant. All of the giants really hold extreme prejudice against dragons for the countless wars that they had over the over millennia, uh, and it's long been believed and attributed the fall of the giants to the dragons. So, needless to say, Perun is endlessly against dragons and anything dragon related. <laughs> so oh, with that no. being said out of curiosity can you tell us are we going to have a lot of interaction with dragons maybe maybe okay. not well, uh, well I mean it hasn't worked out well for for the parties in any of the iterations of the Lost Realm uh, Chronicles of the Lost Realm well, obviously we talked about what happened to Billy and uh, there was a dragon which Melwood is very familiar with there was a dragon uh uh, incursion in four corners of hell that didn't turn out all too well for the party either. <laughs> well, without going into too much information here, as something that Keith helped me figure out before we went live, based off of what my character's bloodline is, and I'm just doing a little bit of reading on it while we're talking here, I actually might be able to make things a little interesting if we do run into any dragons. So... Well, yes, but keep in mind, being able to speak dragon tongue is probably going to uh, earn you some negative points with Perun. Well, you can't have everybody like you. (laughs) That's why when you said Draconis, I was like, oh, very interesting. (laughs) Well, and to be fair, on top of that, something else that I just found out is apparently anytime I do a charisma check against 
me interacting with a dragon, my proficiency bonus is doubled. Fair. Nice. So, and my my charisma is pretty high as is, so I, I think that would be pretty fun to get oh, pretty boy. Oh Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ, is is he really one of those like prima donna wizards? No, sorcerers no. roll off of charisma. Like, is he Justin Bieber in a robe? Like, be honest. Oh, it, no, oh, there we go. No! That's going to stick. Be the first one to die. That is going to stick. Okay, so I'll talk to you guys later. I need to buy some abstinence after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Just hey, rub Bieber. some. What, you want to take this one? <laughs> he, he can't. He can't. He can't be Bieber because Bieber has like a six in charisma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but how many billion copies did he sell of him? Literally, just saying "baby" over again. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about a good-looking guy. He's a ladies' man. I've got to ask: Does he have? Does he have a drinking problem? Because you dude said he he could be seen at a tavern drinking. Is is? Does he have a drinking problem? Is he is he a connoisseur? Not so much so that he's stumbling around drunk and a master of drunken kung fu or anything like that. But, I mean, he he will be intoxicated every time that you guys go to town. Billy, is that you? So he, so he literally, instead of Bieber, he, he's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> he's the ass, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them away from cheeseburgers. <laughs> Keep them away from cheeseburgers. <laughs> David Bieber. David Bieber. There's your character so, name. On the note of my style. <laughs> on the note of my style. You guys can definitely expect to be to encounter some very unusual challenges. Expect Oh, let me rephrase that. Don't expect anything to be what it is. Don't expect to uh, be told straight. Don't expect to uh, know what's coming next. And hell, half the time, I won't even know what's coming next because I'm a pretty big fan of just winging it. Do, so, do I do I look like I'm a character that's going to be expecting what's coming next? Okay. My character is chaos incarnate. <laughs> well, we're we're definitely going to be delving into the characters a little bit more and and letting everybody give a chance to like tell tell more of their backstories because obviously that won't I assume will not be explored as much as we're moving forward in the season. Uh, that being said, however, that the next question I do have for our DM is how does it feel and and even more so how does it play in for you? To step into a world that, although this wasn't initially your world created, because it is a homebrew world where the map has not even been really drawn out, you know, maybe a couple areas from season one, but overall, even the continent has not yet been explored. Its lore has not really been revealed yet. How much, how much does that hinder or help you in the story you're coming up with? I, I find it to be more of a boon than a uh, hindrance simply because it gives me the freedom of not having to you know, look back and figure out what happened and where this is and where that is and how close are they to this. I can sort of 
you know, build it as I go. And it makes my life a lot easier. Excellent. And just to so, let everybody know, we got joined by hot. another character. Oh, God, that is hot. Uh, real quick, uh, Chris Rudder has joined us. Xavier Zeus the Fourth. That's right. The other three weren't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) The other three weren't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He is definitely not dying first. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you ain't looking like it's you. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you, you, you've got you've got him, and then you've got my character, who was voted most likely to cause a TPK in, in high school. And then you got Ferran, who will take on you got Ferran, who will take on a god and walk away surviving. He'll walk underneath a frost dragon, drunk, and the dragon will ignore him. But more likely, he's going to die from falling off his own bar stool. <laughs> hey, as long as it's into the lovely arms of the busty tavern wench, he doesn't care. Ferran <laughs> falls off his stool. We hear a sickening crack, and we don't call the cleric. <laughs> ah, well, fuck it. He had that coming. No. So anyway, uh, real quick before we have uh, uh, the DM continue continue his open uh, his his look into the world of the lost realm, let's introduce our new character, uh, Chris. Why don't you tell us a little bit of something about Xavier? Yeah, Xavier Zeus is from the Highlands. He's uh, a high elf uh, who has taken a turn for the worse. He. Um, took the oath to become a paladin only to turn the powers to dark and he is now an anti-paladin picture an as ghoul Ooh. Oh, so yeah, wait. he just fits in great i i i've got to ask alignment oh um uh uh lawful chaotic wait what yeah <laughs> he's, straight, he's straight up chaotic man but like chaotic, like good, evil, state. neutral. Uh, it's it's a uh, um, neutral. He doesn't care where and how he causes the chaos. He just causes chaos wherever he goes. I, I like I like that because I've made characters like that, and I like to call it chaotic, chaotic. Uh huh. Because <laughs> yeah. everything he does is merely for the chaos of it. Yeah, in a lot of a lot of instances, he's just as apt to flip a coin to see what he's going to do next. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's basically how he rolls. And picture everything that a paladin does, and then uh, reverse it. Instead of healing people, I hurt people. I can dig it. Well, shit, and you're our only <laughs> healer, brother. I hurt people. <laughs> and shit, you're our only cleric. <laughs> and, he, and he's a dark cleric too. Well, he's yes. a paladin, yeah. <laughs> um. Need to go back into town to get more health gear. Yeah, it might be smart. So anyway, back back to Anvil, uh, real quick. So you you were saying like the 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 open the open page the blank canvas uh, of the world of the lost realm. Yes. So I really like the blank canvas because it sort of opens me up to be able to just sort of wing it. I don't have to look back and revert to twelve different things and try to make sure that I'm not stepping on the toes of what happened before and. It sort of gives me, you know, free range, and I, I enjoy that. Yeah, the only thing he has to has to uh, abide to is eighteen previous episodes. 
16 right. because you don't have to necessarily pay attention to the prelude episodes. Anvil prefers his party's free range. Exactly. Now, I'm a wing and a kind of a guy. Now, you, you have been listening to season one. I, I will ask this uh, pretty much of everybody who has listened to it, uh, which excludes, uh, obviously, uh, Zepp and, and Joe because they lived it. Um, yeah, I was going to say I've never listened to it. <laughs> but they've, they've lived it. Um, how much, for each of you, starting with the DM, how much is it an excitement to step into this world, knowing how the characters portrayed, how the, how the world has been fleshed out, um, and becoming part of this uh, crew, this, this Stumble crew, or the story of the Stumble crew in, in the case of Anvil? Don't everybody and, jump oh, at sorry, once. Is that a question for me? That was a question yeah. for everybody, but I started with you. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Re- rephrase that. I was making kissy faces at my fiance. Oh, there you Jesus. Go. <laughs> that pretty much that pretty much answers my question. No, <laughs> no uh, since you since you've been digging into the catalog of the first season, how how much excitement is it for you to to step into this world that is that has been fleshed out in season one with these characters and and their quirks and personalities that you've heard thus far and the adventures that you've heard thus far and looking to further the story of the stumble crew um so i'm looking forward to it quite thoroughly um especially since it's something that's already been started so it gives me somewhere to, to jump off of. I don't have to try to create the starting point. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how how it plays out because I was listening to – I've gotten like five episodes in, I think. Okay. Not very far. Um, and uh, I enjoyed the way that everybody sort of interacted, and especially how um, you guys seem to get into character. I, I like that. Um, I quite enjoyed that. It almost felt like you were playing you, not necessarily a character. You know? Right. All right. Well, some of us had a long time experience in this role-playing thing. That's that's actually one of the reasons why I wasn't so broken up when Billy died was because I I, I kind of felt the whole way that Billy was kind of a two-dimensional character. Well, it's kind of funny you say that because the way I played Ferran was because of people like you and 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 uh, Hillman, and then obviously the subsequently the later characters like the Planet Crow. They were so off the wall that it, it almost seemed reasonable that I had to play Ferran as the, the the way I described it to people when they listened to the shows is if everybody else was Costello. Ferran was Abbott. You know, he was he was just he was the straight man who had to deal with the antics of the of the comedic relief. So, it, really, Ferran's personality, where if you listen to the Prelude shows, where he was a little bit more adventurous and and dare I say kiddish, was designed because you guys were so out there that I felt that Ferran had to be the kind of stern parent character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
he had to be the voice of reason. Which is really funny yeah. considering yeah. how his story arc went. <laughs> yeah, let's all just go visit hell. You know, why not? <laughs> you, you you may you may get a chance to not have to be the voice of reason with Akla, because Akla has a uh, more reserved personality than Billy, simply because his entire life of trying to learn magic, he causes lots and lots of explosions. <laughs> well. And other, uh, and among other issues. Say, so don't we all? Well, and same, same can kind of be said for Awen. I mean, yeah, he's he's very enjoys his drink, and he enjoys his women. But when it gets down to the quest, and when it gets down to when things actually need to be serious, he actually will flip that switch, and he will take things seriously. He's not all jokes all the time. That's what rest times for. But when the cards are down, he's actually really on top of his shit. All right. How about how about Melwood? Uh, how about him? He's kind of level-headed. As we know, he only drinks a good fine wine or scotch. Uh, he's, he's no longer secretly working for the Raven Queen. That's pretty much out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, actually, I, I recently, before doing this episode, I listened to that last episode, the, 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 the season finale, where I, I thoroughly loved yours and my interaction with each other, arguing over uh, whether the queen was evil or not. And I taught, you know, I told you to ask your queen then why she sent us to kill her, and you were like, "Fine, I will." And I throw you the fucking quill, and you're just like, "Why did?" Why we got to kill the fucking queen and just throw the quilt? <laughs> like the way you and I played it off was just like. Yeah. <laughs> Would you listen to me? No, you listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a kick out of it listening to it. Like, Jesus, we played that really well. <laughs> me trying to talk to Dragon. Stand still. I want to draw you. Especially, especially, especially when the, the the Raven returned and our DM, you were interacting with the DM and you were like, uh, so. Uh, the, 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 the Raven lands and saying, you talk to it and it's like, okay, what do you want? He's like, well, answer the fucking question. And it's a, it's a yes or no question. And the, 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 the Raven's like, or there's two commas. <laughs> it, it was really that, that whole, that whole entire thing was like designed to piss off Melwood. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what the previous DM had in mind. <laughs> the the level-headed cool wizard, you know, faces down dragons and everything. Oh, let's have him get into it with Farron. <laughs> and Regularly faces down dragons without fear. A raven gives him trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's a silver raven. It's a little then, token. Then again, corvids are pretty smart birds, and they're pretty trollish as well. Nevermore. But okay, Never so more. we so we have those personalities, and of course, I, I've already described Ferran enough. Uh, as much as as much as in season one, he was more of the parent figure. I see him being more of the problem child in this season. But let's let's meet our other newcomer, Xavier. How's his personality? Um, aloof, very reserved. Um, but uh, at the same time, I'm usually the first one to start a fight. <laughs> okay. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic for this new stumble crew. Um, 
<laughs> which which raises no, it. Which which raises something. Good. It's got to be something else. The Stumble Crew is the original. It's still that, the Stumble that, that Crew. Was named, that was named for particular adventures that the original crew went on. No, so it wasn't. It was it was named it was named because of season three, or excuse me, episode three. It was named because you and I and Hillman decided to get out of a busy bar. We would act like we were drunk and go on a <clears throat> stumble quest. Yeah. Like like that specific event to those characters, that that's why it was the hashtag Stumble Crew. Well, it wasn't so, us that gave that gave us that name. It was our listeners. So, really, I'd say it's up to them. Uh, let them meet the crew, and if they decide the Stumble Crew is no longer the the appropriate name for this incarnation, then that's up to them. Beavers <laughs> Boys, Beavers Boys, <laughs> the Hoff Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny mortals. Be careful who you put lovely in magic school. Yeah, this is a question to each and every one of you guys. Uh especially not just the returning characters, the DM, but also the the new characters. What are you most looking forward to out of season two? Uh the story arc, the battle system, the character interactions, like what what gets you most excited about thinking about starting this season of Chronicles of the Lost Realm? <laughs> My uh, my wild surge random roll table. <laughs> this is the part where I should admit that due to work and other obligations, I never listened to any of the first arc. Oh, <laughs> I'm going into this super blind. Well, the night the nice thing is is outside of when the DM bring brings call back to season one. It really shouldn't matter to a lot of the new characters. In fact, right now, as it stands, right, really, just listen to the final episode, (laughs) right? And and really, where it stands, the only two characters that would have any real knowledge of episode or uh, season one would be Melwood and Ferran. And I mean that that's kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as her. I was going to be watching everything just so I can have an idea of things to come. But honestly, I'm I'm thinking that I'm not going to because my character is not going to have any real idea of anything that happened beforehand. So I figured that works good for me as well. Well, I think I think Joe had it right for most of the characters. I think within the realm, they would have heard of the battle at at Varesh and and how Baba Yaga escaped. In fairness to the everybody, showed up. the dragon showed up. Uh, so it might it might be smart to at least hear the final episode, okay. where everything came to a head. Because I would imagine that would be talk of the town within the lost realm. Uh, but beyond that, like you guys don't need to know about our our time spent with the druids playing games or or you know, <laughs> or some that, of the other silliness. Oh, and I forgot to mention my buddy. Okay, what's your buddy? Bloody. You remember the guy who hangs out but no longer grants me wishes. Oh yeah, but calls I, me boss. <laughs> that was a water ele- a water elemental or a water genie, right? A genie, water genie. Oh, um, that dude. Yep, likes to hang out with me. The dude will occasionally do me favors. <laughs> the dude that almost killed Billy. He, well, that was part of the plan, but. I'm sure the DM got him in the end. Billy and water just don't mix. No. At least not frozen Uh, water. 
so that you know, if you listen to the the previous season, you will all hear about him. Um, I guess I'm going to have to finally break down and kind of name him and provide Anvil with a copy of him so he knows what it is. What he well, is. Well, create your create your character. Sheet. Yeah, yeah. Create give him a character sheet, but uh, I'm sorry, he's got to be Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Dresden Files reference? <laughs> yeah. yeah, give him a character sheet, and if you need any help with the homebrew for because uh, turning a monster into a playable character, just let me know. I can see if I can fi- figure something out with it. I don't know if I All would right. call him a playable character. Me. I think he'd be more like a familiar. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. Kind of what happened. Got stuck with him as a familiar, um, <laughs> which you know. The first time I've had a genie familiar in um, oodles of years of, of gaming. Since my first D and D set was in a cardboard box packaged out of Gary's uh, garage. <laughs> yeah, did when, when we when we're talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, what you have to understand is uh, Mr. Cahill is, for lack of better term, he could describe it better than I can. But I would almost call him like the beta tester. Of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Pretty pretty close. Yeah. Gary so Gygax was still packaging him in the garage. So he's been around since uh, Inception. Version one. Yeah. It. <laughs> when it was yeah. a pamphlet. Clay dice a... that, that broke as soon as you started using them. Chipping. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the player's handbook was all but a pamphlet instead of a $60 monstrosity. When mom and dad had to have a. Uh, you're not going. You're not becoming a Satan worshiper. Talk with you, right? He's from the era when Gary Gygax's wife sent a private investigator out to find out what he was up to. Yep. <laughs> so, it, it, if you uh, anvil on the opposite end of the coin, if you need any help uh, figuring figuring things out, being a uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a first time DM, Joe's kind of the guy to go to. Because <laughs> he's no D and D since I beginning. I'm on board for that now. Yes. D and D traveler, <laughs> shadow run. If you cyber war, cyberpunk, car wars, uh, played them all. Twilight 2000, you know. Oh, Twilight 2000, yeah, which is kind of an oxymoron now. Um, <laughs> since we're 20 years past when it was supposed to happen. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Past, I mean, even even ones you guys probably haven't heard of, like the Morrow Project, um, you know, which is kind of like your, the suspended team. They're supposed <laughs> to wake up in five years, and they don't for 50 or 100 or 500 and right. find a ravaged earth kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah, if you could think of a game, there's a good chance I've played it. That's All right. right. Uh, the new, the newest version of Star Wars. The newest, the newest version of Star Wars. Because I'm still trying to figure yeah, out the I dice system. See, uh, <laughs> and and that's my hometown is, is George Lucas's hometown. Marin County. So out here, yeah, the there you go. So it's been a lot of fun. But I am going to have to bail because I have another show we're going to start doing. Uh, so if you guys want to jump on and listen to War of the Stars one day, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to work with Mark one day to, uh, to guest on it. He had, he had invited me. We just never set a date yet. So tell everybody I say uh, well, what's up. I sure will, and I will remind him. All right, cool. Actually, 
Great talking with you. Smarts is actually a Realm of the Mist alumni. It is. It used to be used to be a member of Realm of the Mist. Uh, they broke off on their own, and they seem to be doing extremely well. So I'm, I'm proud of them. I am absolutely proud of them. We so appreciate that. Let let them know Chris, we and I will pass that on. Yep. Let them know we gave a shout out. <laughs> Well, right I'll on. Be right back, guys. All right. Just well, go over there. While 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 we're doing that, we got we got uh, Zepper. We got Zepper's uh, into what he's most looking forward to. Let's go ahead and go over to uh, Chris. Chris, what are you most looking forward to delving into this world and these characters? Uh, finding out what it's all about. Um, don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm just going to jump in blind. I'll listen to that last, last episode and uh, see what the conclusion to everything was. But uh, in um, Xavier's mind, uh, everybody is following him or staying out of his way, one of the two. <laughs> what, are you, what are you most looking forward to? Like I said, the battle mechanics, uh, the exploration of a world that's never been seen before character interactions story arc what what's what's most appealing to you right now to you um, as a player well you know not... seeing seeing how the yeah seeing how seeing how the dm just uh moves everything through the the story itself and through the world that hasn't actually been seen you know that those are always cool to see how they uh develop right on well, it's going to be the same question to everybody. So the next one, let's go ahead and go to uh, Yui. Really? Couldn't even say my name right. I'm going to be the bitch of this, aren't I? Well, I mean, we lost Billy Knowles. We got to have somebody. Uh, <laughs> and you got that dragon blood. So, I mean, like, it was default you. <laughs> but, no, Yui, same to you. Um, well, like I, like I said earlier, I don't have much experience with D&D. It's something I've always wanted to get into, just never had the opportunity. So I'm actually just excited for everything about this. Obviously, I've never, I, the idea of doing this over a podcast format, like what we're doing right now is definitely going to be interesting. So I'm curious to see how everything will work out for this. But just everything about it, the combat, the interaction, the story, I mean, anything that Anvil comes up with is automatically going to be one hell of a fever pitch dream. So it's going to be a good time, I think. <laughs> I'm, He's I'm not a, wrong. I, I, I am personally <laughs> excited to see what... what Anvil does with this world. Like, I'm... I'm Really looking forward. One of my favorite things from the first season was the was the character interactions. Just uh, as much as the battles and the, and the story arc was entertaining and and intriguing, some of my favorite scenarios, like I was describing earlier, was like interactions between Melwood and Ferran, or interactions between and Billy, uh, and that damn huge book. Uh, <laughs> like. I love the, exactly the scene I was thinking of. <laughs> you know, like my my favorite Just scenes. My, my favorite scenes were were literally us playing the characters and interacting with each other. Um, you know, some of the things that pop out in my head, like the one line that still pops out in my head, and you guys will will hear it if you listen to the final episode, 
was the one of the last words that came out of Billy Knowles' mouth. Wait, we're the bad guy? Like, just, just the genuine shit. Uh, and he said those words was just like, you know, to me, it got me excited. It's like, this is, this to me, like, coming back out of Ferran's role, being a listener, it made me feel like this is a real world. This is this is the world that these characters live in, and the the stakes of it were justified to them. So I thoroughly enjoyed the character interactions from season one, and I'm extremely looking forward to seeing the personalities and character interactions and the evolution of those character interactions going forward in this. Season. But now, as I recall, the full line was, "Wait, are we get the bad guys." Yeah, and again, it's because of uh, uh, a story. Because that, that was the full line, and then Ron reached the dragon, and Billy tried to cast sleep, and it did not. Work. Oh my god! Even that, even that was hilarious. When Ferran uh, Ferran going to try to kill the Billy's idea is, I'm gonna cast Ferran a drunken Ferran, no less. Sleep, forgetting that sleep spells work on elven descent. So he put like around Ferran completely to sleep, and Ferran just looks at him. I'm a fucking elf, you fucking racist bastard. <laughs> nice. Oh my god, that's a drow, and for some reason, uh, Zep. Didn't realize that Drow are still elves, <laughs> which means they're immune to sleep. <laughs> well, because because Billy Billy wasn't a cute Billy wasn't a a, uh, a half elf from that universe. Billy was a human in a half elf body from another universe. Right. <laughs> so, so he but... didn't necessarily know all the rules. <laughs> to which prompted some some old lady into. They bought the plan. Started the whole entire riot. <laughs> it's thing I do miss that I think I'm going to miss this whole entire season, though. I think I'm going to miss the Bloody Crow. I I would love to see a cameo appearance. Yeah, the his obsession with the play was kind of because that character. Yes, Anvil. We, you still got to answer the question. I mean, if, if there was any character from season one, I hope will make at least a cameo appearance would be the Blighted Crow. He he was such a unique character. <laughs> I just realized that I was muted. Oh, well, uh, there you go. He might he might make a cameo <laughs> if, if it's something that you guys really want to see. Um, I can find a way to work that in. <laughs> but uh. So, like, like I said, I'm a big Winged fan, so if you guys want to see something, let me know. I can work just about anything in, because it's very open-ended. Right on. Now, Yue. All right, then. Yue, you were going to ask a question, I think? No, I was, I was saying ODM is in, this is something that maybe he can, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, nudge throw into the season two for you. Uh, okay. 
And uh, the, the final thing that I'll throw out there for everybody involved what, is... What's that? The blighted crow becomes our cabbage man. The blighted crow becomes our cabbage man. <laughs> the she turned, episode. she turned me into a newt. Turned you into a newt. Well, I got better. Actually, thinking about it, Ferran would miss the blighted crow. Actually, thinking about it, Ferran would miss the blighted crow. He kept stealing all his medicines. Ooh, okay. I'm okay with this. That's how you wound up drunk. Okay. Especially with a, especially with our healer being as interesting as it sounds. I think we're going to need all the medicine we can get. I think once the party knows how Xavier is, I think most of us are going to be very conservatively in battle because none of us want to be healed by him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. I'm a a very versatile character. I can harm enemies, heal allies, harm allies, heal enemies. All in the same role. Tavern. (laughs) All in the same role. (laughs) By the way, the Lone Drow does have a policy no magic Um, (laughs) and no bards. (laughs) (laughs) No bards. Billy uh, excluded, but I think I think moving forward, uh, I'm also curious to see how Chronicles of the Lost will affect uh, Four Corners because Four Corners was originally designed to be the offshoot of Chronicles to be played during the off season uh, of Chronicles of the Lost Realm, and it was meant to mirror or parallel what happens in the realm. New DM, new world, new characters. Obviously, Four Corners a reboot when it comes back. Which, by the way, I DM. So, uh, Anvil, you 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 could have a chance to play. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I might take you up on that. So, getting this character sheet together. How do you feel about like a level seventy character? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that means I got to. Um, think, think of it is overkill. Think, think of it and, like and a, level twenty is just before mythical. Think of it. Well, think of it like thinking, Fallout seventy six right now. Level twenty barbar. Level twenty barbar. Level twenty paladin. Level twenty wizard. Level twenty fighter. Level twenty ranger. Well, the reason I say no is think of it. Think of it from this aspect of you, you and Zep playing Fallout seventy six with me and my buddy uh, over in Wales. If we decided to go to something that would challenge us, you guys would be dead just by walking. Having a character like that around, else, I have to make character, which means suicide. Everybody else. I'm fine with it, but it suck for everybody else to play. Fair, fair. <laughs> but overall, overall, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see at the end of season two. May have to go. So that that's an interesting. The end of thing. season two, where what? Where four corners may have to go. Oh right. So that that's going to be yeah. interesting. I'll be paying be attention in... to your play style to see how it affects 
next for four corners. <laughs> but overall, yeah, you're cutting in and out. I think it's because my signal's done. Yeah, your signal might be bad because you sound fine to me, and nobody else is saying I'm cutting out, right? No, you're cutting out for me too. Um, you're cutting out a little bit. All right. Well, I'm not to the recording. You were so cutting out a little bit. I'm not to the recording, so that's at least fine. Well, I guess I guess the final question is: uh, if now's the time before before season two releases in about two weeks, uh, well, episode one of season two. Um, overall, anything you guys would like to say? Not party members in advance, but also the listeners of Chronicles of the Lost Realm. As we lost Amber. Well, he'll he'll probably try to jump back on. He's probably trying to figure out his connection issue. Right. Um, I'll start. Um, Thing that I would say to the fans, please be patient with me. Yes, I know I'm going to make a lot of rookie mistakes. Please be patient with me. Um, Thing that I would say to the group. Same thing. There we go. Please be patient with me. I am going to ask questions to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. And I mm-hmm. hope that I provide a great experience for everybody. All right. Chris. I'm bound. I would say. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, no problem. Chris, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to jump in and see what the world's got going on and uh, uh, see how everything unfolds for everybody. It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait for everybody to see my uh, take on evil and chaos. Are you, <laughs> is your character, uh, are you going to play him as, uh, or is, or do you have a personality, a voice, and everything picked out for him that we're going to get introduced to? Oh, he has a personality and a voice, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going to get a little voice acting. You oh, okay. same question because I didn't ask you that. UA? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was directed to me. Yeah, you um, you as well. I, no, I I thought about it when I asked Chris that. It's like, I never asked you that either. <laughs> no, so, sorry about that. Um, no, I'm, I'm not that talented. I'm not that creative. There won't be any voice to go with my character. I will try to infuse their personality into my gameplay. It's how I do roleplay. So... We'll see how that goes. At this point, everything's up in the air, and I'm making it up as I go along. Excellent. All right. I, I keep wanting to say... <laughs> Akla. There, the, the, to answer, to answer the, the... Akla. Akla. To answer the question of the, the current line of questioning, uh, yes, this time around, there will be a bo- voice... Uh, Billy didn't really have one because I couldn't really settle on one for him. Um, but uh, Akla does is going to have a voice. Uh, try not to slip out of it when playing as him. But uh, he's going to have a voice. He's going to have distinct personality, and uh, I'm looking really looking forward to playing him. And I think it's going to be what I was going to be the opposite of what I was growing tired of Billy for. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to it, bringing him in. I'm looking forward to that chaos. <laughs> and before before we 
uh, end this off with the DM, I'll go ahead and say, uh, Ferran obviously doesn't have a voice because the way he was designed as father figure, it was just easier to use my own voice. However, that being said, if Ferran ever dies or retires and I create from what I learned in the episode that we did for Shattered Dawn, I could do a character with a personality and voice. So future characters, uh, what I'm most wanting to, to say to the fans is, guys, I'm excited to get back to you. Uh, I know how much you in the first season. I know how much the fan we were building base to the Chronicles of the Lost Realm story. And I promise you this, guys, we're not done yet, so tune in. DM, it's all on you, sir. What, anything you, things you want to say to the party or to the fans? Well, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Uh, I would give a little bit of advice to the players. Hoard money. <laughs> Hoard money. Um, aside from that, expect uh, some interesting characters to reoccur reoccurring characters. I've already got a couple people lined up. So Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, guys, but, while we go ahead, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you started to laugh. I it. thought you were done. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought I was supposed to do the sign off. <laughs> oh, you can. I was just going to get everybody. If you can do the sign off. That makes my life easier. Well, I could do. I could do I the sign off. I don't want to do it. Okay, I'll do the sign off. But before <laughs> I do, why don't we go ahead and go around the uh, the room and let people tell them where they can find where you can find these exceptional players and also exceptional podcasters starting with uh mr zephyr zero all right like you caught me right and i just got back so cool um i'm zephyr zero i'm host of press a gaming and co-host of journey to the east on realm of the mist you can also find me uh on the returning chronicles of the lost realm so happy that we're actually getting a season two out of this i thought i almost thought we'd lost it for a second there I did. Um, I, I thought it too. <laughs> and uh, uh, and pretty much any any uh, podcast they wrote me into, uh, I know a certain someone has been trying to get me on What's Your and Binge and My Worst Holiday, and uh, The Sock Drawer has also been trying to get me on an episode as well. <laughs> All name right. dropping everybody. That's it. We're, we're giving everybody props and honors. Right. Mr. Rudder. Yeah, just in time, I'm getting ready to go eat dinner. Uh, so you can find me on What's Your F and Binge. You can find us on uh, uh, starting today on Apple Podcast, on iTunes, uh, Google Podcast, um, Radio Public, along with Spotify and Anchor, and uh, um, and right here uh, on Instagram, Realm of the Mist. Twitter, LinkedIn. <laughs> and right here on Realm of the Mist. When he sends me episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, dude. There you go. And uh, Mr. UA Blackwings. 
you can find me on my show, Journey to the East, and co-hosting with Zephyr Zero on Press A Gaming when I'm able to. You can find me as a personality on a lot of Realm of the Mist shows, such as After Hours, uh, on um, Sock Drawer, uh, anything that Chris here needs me to be on as a punching bag, because God knows he loves to do that. Uh, only, only yeah. when, only when uh, Anthony ain't on the show. <laughs> I have fun okay. with Anthony. That, <laughs> that, 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 that's fair. Uh, you, you can find me on press or not press a uh, journey to the East podcast on Facebook. You can find me on Twitch, on PlayStation Network, and on uh, Twitter under the handles Blackwing Roman. Numeral thirteen, and you can find quality podcasting. Yeah, I should really start having uh, Chris put a Discord link for Press A and uh, Journey to the East in the YouTube videos. Send me the link. Send me the link. I'll add it to the uh, to the copy and paste the links. I have it written down so that way that way I could just copy and paste rather than to type everything out every fucking episode that comes out. So send me the link. I'll put it in. Sounds good. And speaking speaking of links to put in, uh, the DM, Mr. Anvil, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on, uh, usually on Xbox, playing as A, the Anvil, O, spaces between all. Um, you can also find me at most Dagger Hero events, name, uh, under the name, well, not most Dagger Hero events, let me take that back, at many Dagger Hero events. Um, under the name of Anvil. Um, you can also find me here at Realm of the Mist doing oftentimes cameos in uh, Press A Gaming, hopefully Journey to the East. I haven't heard much about that one yet, UA. Uh, <laughs> Dude, don't worry about it. I, I, yep, I realize that I deserve that. Trust me, I've got specific episodes I'm going to rope you into. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and you'll also find me DMing this the Chronicles of the Lost Realm. And I hope you all enjoy. I hope you remember that this is now your show. So you can you can promote it as such. This is yours. And of course, guys, you can find me right here playing Ferrante Thonalus on Chronicles of the Lost Realm and also doing uh, Wild High Reviews for Sounds Dicey Gaming. But of course, over on the Realm of the Mist channel, you can find me doing Breaking the Fourth Wall, After Hours, and many, many other different podcasts and shows. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to all these shows. Share them out to you. And if you prefer your podcast and audio, you can find Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Again, guys, thank you very much for joining us for Chronicles of the Lost Realm. The hype is real, guys. Season 2 is coming. Two weeks away. Hey, and, yeah. Hey, Kirst, you forgot somebody. Go ahead. Hey, I'm Phoenix. This is pretty much the only place you can find me is I'm primarily a mom and a crafter. So this is going to be an interesting foray, foray for me into podcasting. Welcome welcome to the world. <laughs> she, said, she said she wasn't ready yet, so I didn't think I was going to give her an outro. But that, right on, I'm down to give it to her. <laughs> And we she's are. Sitting there, she's sitting there. I'm standing here with the with the, the the phone, and she's like mouthing to me, "What am I, chopped liver?" 
I'm sorry. <laughs> the, you see, this is how I piss off every female co-host, host, <laughs> panelist, or gamer that we ever have. Because I always... Okay, they haven't necessarily joined yet, so I'm just going to go our typical routes. It's like, wait a minute, what about me? Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably... You're, you're all- Exist? Not at all. <laughs> this probably explains why I'm divorced. <laughs> but all right, guys. No, you can't get mad at any of us. He's the one that made the shot. That is true. That is true. I I, I took it right on the chin too. But right, on, guys. Now now I lost my momentum. I thought I had a great closer about where see you in the lost realm and all that. But now it's. Guys, let's see if I make it to the season, uh, episode one of season two. <laughs> I think I've already pissed everybody off. 